I'm back and I see you are too. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast here on Anchor. I am your host, Kayla Hightower of PurpleButterflySquad.com. And our podcast is intended to be educational, entertaining, and thought-provoking. And today it is going to be a special one of many others to come. We will be conducting an interview uh, with Keandra Stiegel. Uh, in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. She is a licensed cosmetologist as well as a locticianer. She is a sister lock practitioner. She is a natural hair care stylist and educator. And I am so glad that she will be able to join us here uh, in a bit to give us, tell us a little bit more about herself as well as giving us her perspective of what uh, customer service is. So I am so excited to have her on the show tonight, and I hope you guys enjoy it. And Keandra enjoys educating everyone about the hair, decisions, and choices, and thoughts. So be sure to engage with her via the call-in method or the texting method on uh, if you're in the Anchor app. You can call in or you can text in if you're on that app. So if you don't have the Anchor app, download it so that you can engage more with us uh, in that matter. If not, you can continue to listen on uh, um, Apple Podcasts or Google Play by searching Purple Butterfly Squad. So without further ado, we're going to give Keandra a call here and we are going to get things started. So guys, hang tight and thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to share with family and friends. Hello. Hello. Hey, is this Keandra? This is she. Hey there, it's Kayla with Purple Butterfly Squad. How are you? Hey, I'm doing okay. How are you? I am awesome. So before we get started, I I did a little introduction and I'm so, so excited that you can join us here today to give us an opportunity to get to know you a little bit more and to, you know, give us a little bit of your perspective of what the customer experience is like when they come and see you at your salon. So thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview with us and engage with our listeners. No problem. So um, before we get started... I'd just like for you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, <laughs> uh, my <laughs> name is Keandra Seagal, and I own a brand new image salon here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Uh, I've been a professional hairstylist for 12 years, um, and I do have a, a team that um, works with me. Um, past that, um, I'm a mommy and a business owner, <laughs> and I rock it out <laughs> every day. <laughs> Well, I'm sure though all those things keep you quite busy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, have you always wanted to be a hairstylist? Yes. Uh, since I was about six years old, I have been doing extensions uh, in my sister's hair, and so this is something that um, I always tell people that the Lord must have put it in my belly because <laughs> there was no <laughs> one that actually taught it to me. It just happened. <laughs> wow! At six. So you started doing hair at six? At six years old. Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I, I think that was a gift that was definitely given to you. Um, yes. Because I don't know who is teaching six-year-olds how to do hair. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
so what would you say is the toughest part about being a hairstylist? Um, I, honestly, probably the easiest and the toughest uh, is one and the same, and it's the people. It's uh, the personalities. Okay, so when you say personalities, what do you mean? Like the 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 way per- people engage with you, or you having to adjust who you are to deal with certain personalities? Yes. As- Yes, um, a lot of times, you know, it is this is a people-pleasing business, and so you never know what someone is dealing with day to day. And if you think about it, you, the hairstylist, have all of your own things going on, but then you're seeing 30 to 40 people a week who all have different personalities and different needs, and so you're having to uh, cater to that personality and that need and then still be pleasing uh, for the service that you're providing. So how, how do you manage that? I don't know. I go with the flow. <laughs> I'm pretty easy breezy. Uh, definitely. I do a lot of praying uh, definitely for my salon, for my employees, uh, for the people that come through the door. Um, so uh, as I say, I, I really go with the flow. Um, now there are sometimes that I do have to, you know, get some things in order uh, with the client. But normally, if I just go with their vibe, um, I still try to make sure that I'm happy-go-lucky and um, I'm excited to serve. And normally, that just, it works, uh, but it can be draining. I can understand why having to deal with Mm -hmm. a lot of different folks um, and personalities. So with with that being the toughest part of your job, what's the best part about about being a hairstylist? Uh, the best part is the people. Once again, uh, the people that you meet, um, the the encouragement that you give and get. Um, I think it, when it comes to actual hair, uh, I think myself knowing what the end result is going to be, knowing what the end, pro- you know, knowing that they're going through the process of, of oh my goodness it's it's wet and now I'm getting it dried and, and I'm steaming and, and I hope this comes <laughs> out the way I want it but in my mind I already know it's going to be beautiful when they leave out so um, I think that's part of, of the best in a package the the people that you meet getting to serve them that encouragement um, to and from and then the, the the process of the hair being perfect when they leave out Wow. So you, as being a hairstylist, it sounds very tough. Like one, like you said, one in the same, the people. So it's like yes. the good with the bad. Yes. So with that, the good and the bad, what surprises you the most? Um, as a hairstylist, like what's, what's the most surprising thing you've come across? Well, uh, you know, that, that, to be honest, every day is is a lesson. Every day in that salon is a lesson. Um, and the most, I guess, surprising part about that is that uh, a lot of women go through the same exact thing. It's just the way that they're handling it. And that's where I go back to that encouragement um, that I get to give and the encouragement that they give me. Because uh, sometimes, you know, you think you're alone. And in the hair salon, that's where you get to talk and, and let all those things out that you've been through during the week. Um, and, and everybody gets to kind of have a good conversation. Uh, but that's 
even though they have all those different personalities and all those different needs, a, a lot of times we connect on that same issue. So that I guess when I think about being in a salon and you get into, because most of the time for women, especially if you have children and you have husbands and everything else, going to the salon is the only me time you actually get. So right. <laughs> You really get to have that engaging conversation with another woman that may be yes. having the same issues that you're having within the same age group. Because, you know, at certain ages, I feel like we have different issues. <laughs> right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's that's awesome. So with your surprises, can you tell us about a memorable moment that you've had while doing hair? Something that just will always stay with you. Hmm... Well, um, there, you know, it's funny. I have, I, I have clients that I see every week and it seems like, you know, of course they're, they're school rotten, but I love it because <laughs> I do it, of course. But I, the, the craziest thing is they will ask me for something. I give it to them. Um, and they will go home and tweak it in their own way. And normally it's, it's a cutting that they tweak it with. And so I have had a lot of that, uh, go on lately, actually, with, um, the surprise of, oh, Keandra, I've got a little something I need you to fix for me. And they've cut chunks out of their hair. <laughs> oh, wow. So, so yes, they went because, home and was a kitchen musician. Yes, because <laughs> even though I know their personality, I've been doing them for, who knows, two to ten, some of them 12 years. So I know what they need and what they don't need. And so when they get home and they realize, oh, well, she gave me a little something that I wanted, but I thought it should be cut over here. And so they go into it. I've had <laughs> The crazy thing is, like, the last uh, two weeks I have had four women to do that to me. And they've been with me for years. <laughs> so I will always tell their stories of how, you know, I, one, I saw her in Walmart and I was going to go over and speak and she disappeared. I mean, when I say she disappeared, I blinked my eyes. She disappeared. She came in the end of the week. I said, I saw you at Walmart. She said, well, I cut the whole side of my hair off and I didn't want you to see me. So I make sure that I tell her story to everyone. But those are the most memorable because I know I know when they leave out the door they're going to go home and tweak it and they come back with no hair <laughs> <laughs> well at least you're not surprised yeah I mean <laughs> so if, if there was anybody in this world who hair you can do who would it be and why oh my goodness and it's probably going to be weird uh, or <laughs> <laughs> anyway it would be Beyonce. It's um, not weird. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am a huge, huge Beyonce fan from back in the day, uh, uh, Destiny's Child, all the way to now, her and her husband, honey. I'm a huge Beyonce fan, but I find it very um, um, intriguing the things that she does with this with this um, this hair of hers. Um, <laughs> 
how she has, you know, other people growing the hair and how they took care of the, the women's bodies and their hair and their living arrangements and all of this stuff to get this beautiful hair. And then how they put it on this wig for her. Like, I just want to be able to pull that thing off and put it back on <laughs> just so I can rub my fingers through it. <laughs> I did not know that. So she has people, She so she pretty much has a garden of women. That she well, goes, mm-hmm. it's, it's time to cut their hair. She goes and cut their hair like picking vegetables out the garden. <laughs> sort of, kind of, but when you got money like that, I guess you can do that. <laughs> I did not know that. Yes, yes, yes. I actually okay, went I to uh, one of her concerts with that. <laughs> oh, God. I can see why you said intriguing. I did not know that. That is crazy. So if you could style her hair, how would you do it? You know, she wears a lot of big curly hair, and I think that's what I would do. I would do a bunch of big, beautiful wand curls. I know she's always um, a golden blonde, but I would take her to a higher level blonde, <laughs> and I would do those big old wand curls on her, honey, and I would tell her just rip that, rip the run- runway with that. Just bounce everywhere with those curls everywhere. <laughs> oh, Wow. Okay, that that was that was an interesting fact. Thank you for that tidbit. Um, <laughs> so, what hair care tool can you simply not live without? Uh, I would say my comb. Your comb. My okay. comb. I always. I mean, I always tell people, you know, you can take me out of this building. You can you can take me to the side of the road. And as long as I've got that comb with me, I'm going to be able to make a living. So do you want, like, a rat comb. tail comb? A rat tail comb? Yes. An afro comb? What kind of comb do you mean? I need a, a, it could be a rat tail comb. It could be a color comb. It could be a, a cutting comb. Uh, I wouldn't want the big wide tooth, you know, raking comb. But as long as I could make a part. I'm telling you, I could be on the side of the road, under a tree, at the pool. I can be in the grocery store, and I'm going to make sure I take care of your hair. (laughs) (laughs) So because I know that you do all types of hair, locks included, um, is there a big hair care do and don't that, that is relevant for all hair types? Well, um. I would just say the health of the hair uh, as far as relevance, whether you're natural or relaxed or in uh, in between, um, making sure that you have good shampoo and conditioner. You know, of course, we want oils and shines and sprays and all that, but if you just go back to the basics and get a good health care, health regimen with with your hair as far as that shampoo being nourishing and having moisture to it and then that conditioner being able to coat those strands uh that's where you're going to get the healthiest uh hair the start of healthy hair whether relaxed colored natural is that shampoo and that conditioner okay so what about your don't what is your um name? For the don'ts, I I don't know as far as the the don'ts for both. I think um, there would be two different, you know, with that relaxed hair, uh, don't over-process. Just because you think you need another relaxer in three weeks, you do not. Just because you think you need another relaxer in four weeks, I promise you, you do not. You just need a better flat iron. Um, For that natural hair, uh, a don't for natural hair would be 
don't not shampoo your hair. I've had plenty of people come in. Well, I I didn't shampoo it because YouTube said not to. I did. I used cold water on my natural hair because that's what it said. Well, go back to the basics. Go back to when you were a little girl and your mom shampooed and conditioned and oiled that scalp down. You know. Mhm. Well, go back sense. to the basics. So okay, so now I have to be a little you know biased here. So what about for sister locks? Because you know, I since I have sister locks. So what about for for us? <laughs> um, well, for sister locks, I, to be honest, sister locks should be easy breezing. There really should be not a whole lot of do's and not a whole lot of don'ts with them. Um, that and and that's what you're paying for. You're paying for simple, easy breezy. Shampoo your hair once a week. Point blank. If if you've got color to your sister locks and you want to make sure they have a good shine, once they're settled in, make sure you're shampooing and conditioning your sister locks. But past that, you should be able to get up and go. You know, at night, put your cap on just to keep them safe and from snagging your, you know, your blanket. But you should be able to wake and shake and move out the door. Awesome. That's what I've been doing. So minus <laughs> the, the the conditioning part yet, but you know, so we're we're good yeah. there. So yeah. what does it take? Because I, I know that there there is tons of hair care stylists um, in this industry. There's a lot of a lot of you guys. So what does it take to be successful in the hair care industry? To be honest, I think, um, and this is just Keandra's one on one. Um, I think being successful in the hair care, the beauty industry, period, honestly, is your personality. Um, You know, there's a thousand different people that that you can choose from to go and receive a hair care service. But what's going to bring them back? It doesn't matter if the hairstyle is the bomb.com or if the hairstyle sucks. If that personality is good for them, if you're nurturing and catering and giving to them, they're going to come back to you and give you another chance, you know? If if the personality sucks and you're disrespectful and your mouth isn't good and, and all you want is the next dollar, people feel that when they're in the chair, point blank. So, it, so I think success comes from client retention, and client retention comes from that good personality, that caring, that loving, that giving uh, person or stylist. I would agree because I would buy anything from I would buy ice. What they say, ice from a uh, ice maker in the middle of winter. If you got good <laughs> service and a good personality, and I don't even need it. Yes. So yes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. So here is a very good question that I want an answer to. What do you want to be known for in this beauty industry? Um, personally, you know, when I was younger, I wanted to be this big, fancy hairstylist that that traveled the world and this, that, and the other. And then I got married and had children and all that. So, you know, things change. But in maturing uh, with that change, honestly, I want to be known for 
helping those newcomers that come out of school that really truly have no idea that think that this is just something, oh, I want to do hair, I'm good at doing it, I used to braid at the house, I'm on top of the world. I want to get a hold to those and show them what truly being a hairstylist is about, what truly being a full cosmetologist uh, is. I want for those students to come out and be trained with me and work one-on-one with me and then go out into the real world and be able to rock it out. So what about being, um, so I guess with that, sounds like kind of a mentorship type thing. So within that mentorship, since you are also a business owner, would Mm -hmm. you, would that be part of your mentorship type program? I'm saying in a program, honey, I done created you a whole program. So would that be... (laughs) Would that be be part of the program is teaching them how to um, be good business owners, how to to market themselves? Yes, how to, like you said, be a good business owner, uh, to market yourself, to be able to handle the clientele, you know, because it's it's a couple different sides to uh, being a hairstylist. Uh, you can just be a hairstylist and that's that on that. Or you could be a hairstylist that not only owns your own business or rents your own booth or your own space. You know, that leads to tons of different uh, things come along with this. So you got to be able to take care of those books, answer those phone calls, make sure you've got the correct product, make sure you're staying up to date on whatever you're specializing in, taking plenty of classes, making sure you're keeping up with the lights and the water and everything else that goes along with it. It's not just a simple, I graduate from cosmetology school, I'm just going to go do hair. And normally that's what people think it is, but that's not it. It's, it's, it's a whole other world to it other than just doing hair. That is awesome. And so when this new program kicks off, let me know, you know, because this is a whole (laughs) branding thing we're doing here. So, um, Keandra, I definitely appreciate that that and getting to know you a little bit. And so we're going to kind of switch gears because we kind of touched on it a little bit. So more about the customer experience. Okay. So can you describe to the listeners what is your salon's decor, and what? how was it inspired? Like, what inspired you to decorate your salon the way it is? Well, <laughs> I'm a pretty uh, simple person. I don't like a lot of clutter. I want to be able to focus in on that person when they come in. Um, so I did just. To me, simple, easy, breezy. I've got, you know, two red walls, and the other walls are just like a creamy pink. Um, And it's simple. I like it very sleek. You know, I've got just a couple mirrors, a couple chairs and mats, but simple, easy, breezy. I don't like everything to be overwhelming. As I said before, a lot of times women come in with a lot on their mind. They come in with, with a lot of heaviness. And the last thing they need to do is be overwhelmed by a thousand pictures in a salon. <laughs> I, I <And> so, agree. <laughs> so, 
so that was my idea. You know, we are still working on the salon just a little bit here and there to add just a couple more touches to it. Um, but it's simple. You know, when when you've got a bunch of workers in there and you've got a bunch of people and a bunch of purses and just, you know, we just want to keep it relaxed and calm. So I, I guess that kind of answers the next thing about your salon's atmosphere. So it sounds that it is a very warm and inviting place for everyone that kind of enters. Um, yes. Because, you know, a lot of people sometimes, especially on TV and like the beauty shop and those types of TV shows, when they think of um, women of color type salons, they think of people running around carting CDs and purses and, and monkey bread like they were on the beauty shop. Right. And so <laughs> right. I, I, want, <laughs> I, want and I do of, none of that. <laughs> so thank you. So a different, a little different perspective that not all beauty shops have people in and out in cardamom monkey bread in yes. them. So it sounds like a very warm and inviting atmosphere. Yes, we Timberlake. try to be as professional as possible. Um, now, don't get me wrong. You know, we cut up. We have a good time. Uh, we 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 snack and eat and offer everybody else some uh, from the refrigerator that we have. But we definitely. Uh, like a professional atmosphere. Um, my biggest thing is um, when we get done with school, we, we've also got twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 worth of debt just like everybody else that goes off to college. And in order to um, uh, make a living and, and have a career with this, you know, we want to make sure that we are up to par so that when people come in, they know exactly what they're paying for. If, if that makes sense. Uh, I feel like if we are, you know, selling shirts out the back and, and plates and this and that, <laughs> we get away from taking care of the person. Um, most people that come into uh, our salon, if they are not receiving a lock um, session or or a braiding session, they are in and out within a two-hour span. Uh, if I see that the client has been sitting around uh, waiting uh, for more than 15 minutes, I go and approach the stylist myself because we have a standard we need to keep up with because they can go anywhere and be sitting for an hour waiting. And, <laughs> you know? That's why, yes, that's why I stopped going to the salon before I got these sister salons because I was not interested in spending a better part of my day sitting in nobody's salon. Yeah, that's correct, and and that's that's part of that customer service. I always tell people, you know what, you have a life outside of here and something else to do, and so do I. <laughs> and we're gonna get you home so I can get home. <laughs> so, what mm -hmm. type of services do you provide in your salon? Well, we uh, specialize in natural hair care. We are all full cosmetologists, so we. We mainly service probably 90% of the clientele is natural. So we're doing box braids, sew-ins, kinky twists, uh, braiding, you know, for little girls, things like that. Uh, we do traditional locks, interlocks. Um, I am the only sister lock practitioner, so we do offer uh, sister locks. Um, I probably have about five women that still receive a relaxer from me, but they've been with me for 12 years. They've been with me as long as I've been professional, and they the only reason that I give them a relaxer is because if I didn't, they would show up at my door every single day getting on my nerves. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I refuse not to give it to them. I mean, we've tried with a couple, and when I say it, it turned pretty bad, I just tell them, no, you are not allowed to go natural. <laughs> you know, everybody's, yeah, it's kind of hard for everybody to go natural. And I only say right. that because most people say you can't go natural because of your hair texture or whatever, and it just don't look good on everybody. I think from my perspective, going natural is a lot of work. And if it you is. are a person that is not interested in doing the work, you're going to look a hot mess every time. Yeah. And I was one of you those look, people. You look bad. And <laughs> <laughs> you were one of those. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did not at all like doing my natural hair. didn't like playing with it at all. Um, and that's why I went to Sussalox, because I could be natural and not have to worry about my hair, because I also didn't like yeah. my hair relaxed. But I definitely didn't want to do it when it was natural. Right, right. And that that is that is um what basically what they come to, you know, it just if they don't have a relaxer, they just their hair just doesn't look good and and they're in professional atmosphere and we don't want to, you know, be picked on or made fun of or stuck to the side because of what that hair is looking like. I understand. I listen, I thought that was wonderful. <laughs> so do you have a favorite hairstyle that you like to do? Um, I love cornrows. I love, love cornrows. So what about the cornrows do you really love? Um, I think they're sleek. I think they're calm. I think they're relaxing. I think that they are still classy and professional uh, because you can, you know, braid them down and dip them where they're wavy and, and wear it long, or you can pin them up and bun them in the back where it's put together and you can go to work. Um, I think it's very versatile. So, uh, and I, I've always enjoyed that look. I like for them to be real close together and sleek. I just love it. I love cornrows. And well, the way you do them, I sound like I feel like I love them too. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love them. <laughs> so, from your perspective, how would you define good customer service? Good customer service. You know, I always uh, say the the golden rule still exists. You know, you treat others like you want to be treated. Um, what I expect at a restaurant or at a store or when I go and have my sister locks tighten is exactly what I would like to, to give off. You know, the experience is what people remember and what they talk about. And that customer service has to be an experience. They have to feel, in my salon, they need to feel like we are thankful for them. Because without those clients, without those guests that come through that door, we have nothing. We can't feed our families. We we don't have any gas for our vehicles. We don't have any health insurance. Without those men and women coming through our door uh, paying us, basically, and so they need to know when they leave out that we're very thankful for them. Which is something um, sometimes you don't see, unfortunately, in some in some salons. So right. that's amazing that your salon is offering those th- that type of feeling to your customers. So money well spent when I yeah. when I feel that way. Um, yeah. So does that kind of tie into the same? Uh, for your healthy customer stylist relationships? Because I know we talked about it a little bit earlier about um, you kind of taking on what's going on with that client and having to deal with their personalities and those kind of things. 
mm-hmm. when you think about the client that you have the best relationship with, what does that relationship look like? Mm, you know, it, it's it might sound funny, but each client that comes through that I do have a relationship that that's not new. Um, if they've been there one time, I want them to feel like when they come back, they're coming to see their friend. Um, and so each client that sits in my chair, I have a little bit different relationship with them. I know who I need to stroke because she's an awesome cook, and that's what she prides herself off of. I know who I need to stroke and what to say for a woman who's going through a divorce or who is dealing with some things at home uh, with with her husband or with her children, you know. But but when they sit in the chair, even if I don't ask those questions, I, I pay attention to the conversation we do have. I always remember something from that conversation, so when they come back, they know I was listening to them, and so that's what builds the relationship. That's what builds um, the trust. Because without that trust, there is no relationship. And even though I'm just their hairstylist, it should be more than that. Hey, Amen. So I think that kind of ties into this next one, which is, you know, if I am calling you and I am coming to receive services, what should I expect from someone answering the phone to schedule the appointment, to me arriving to the appointment, to me checking out and, you know, checking out meaning paying and leaving? Like, what does that process look like from making the appointment to me paying you for your services? Well, when you call in, you're going to get a stylist that answers the phone. Now, I'm always on Facebook saying, hey, you don't have to talk to me. And I say that because in my salon, we're a team. Let me tell you, if if you're not family-oriented, if you're not about taking care of these customers, if you are not about uh, loving on one another, you can't come and work inside of Brand New Image. I, I don't allow it. So when that client calls that phone, normally they're calling to speak with me, but what I say is you can speak to anyone that answers the phone because each one of us is educated. If they're not educated, I, when they came in, I've taught them enough that they're able to speak to you on the phone. So they should be able to break down any any service that you're calling and asking about that we offer, they should be able to break it down, they should be able to give you a price, and they should be able to put you on someone's book immediately. So that should all be taken care of in that one call from what you need, what the process is going to be, and how much it's going to cost. That's going to send you out a reminder letting you know that we put you in the system uh, also letting you know, you know, it'll give you an hour beforehand. It'll tell you the day of. It gives you our address, and you can even cancel from that message. So that's all up front. So you should feel comfortable enough, okay, they know what they're doing. When you come in, everybody's going to be speaking. Most of the time, even our clients that are already there, everybody's just so excited and blending on in that you should feel welcomed when you're having a seat to wait on your stylist. Then you'll have your service done. We'll go through a little bit of a consultation, make sure that we know exactly what you're wanting, even to what side you want to part on. We try to make sure we're very thorough so we can give you what you're asking for so that when you pay, you feel like you you got what you asked for. Um, and, and when the service is over, we always say cash or card. <laughs> we check you out and we see if you want to set up a, 
another appointment. Now, sometimes, you know, sometimes people don't get to get their hair done often, so they do tell us that they'll call us. But I always say, let me know when you need me. Let me know because this is the thing. I don't want you to feel pressured. I don't want you to feel stressed out. I want you to be excited because you done got your life back <laughs> with this hairstyle you just asked for. And I want you to bounce out that door like fearless, like no one can stop my flow today. That's what we want when you leave Brand New Image um, because that's what I would want when I leave my stylist. Perfect. So this is that was a wonderful way to kind of wrap up everything. So is there anything else that you like to share with our listeners? Um, well, I mean, I I'm definitely I'm you know I'm pretty simple. Like I said, pretty easy breezy. Um, you know, even if I'm not your stylist, if if you if you do have a stylist, make sure that you do tell them thank you and that you appreciate them. Because this job is hard on our bodies, it's hard on our feet and our legs. It's also hard on our families a lot of times, especially a stylist that has a husband and children at home. Uh, we miss out on a lot <laughs> because we are serving uh, people and we are caterers and givers. And because if we are not inside of that salon, we don't make money. So if we get sick, we're down. We, you know, there there isn't anything coming in. If if something happens in our family that we have to step away, know that we're stepping away with no income. So, you know, just know that most stylists love their job. They love. It's a career. It's a it's a passion. So we love it. So we want to take care of you guys. But make sure you tell them thank you because sometimes, you know. They have to make some rough decisions about going on to work instead of staying at home with their children. Awesome. And and I do think that that is missed um, a lot often because when we come in there, me included, I think, okay, I need to get my hair done. And, and like you said, you bring it in all your issues. So nobody really ever deals with the stylist's issues when they come to your salon. So thank right. you for for making that, for acknowledging that so that we can be, as customers, more um, conscious of what's going on with our stylists. So thank you for that. Yeah. No so problem. Can, can you tell us, again, how your new clients can reach you and your website if you have one? Yes. So, uh, once again, my name is Keandra Stegall, and I own Brand New Image Salon in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Our address is 231 Veterans Parkway. That's suite A is an apple. We're on the bottom floor. And our phone number is 615-318-6815. And our website is brandnewimagesalon.com. Of course, you can find us on Facebook under Brand New Image Salon in Murfreesboro. Um, and also uh, through Instagram, which each employee has their own um, name and everything, but we always hashtag that brand-new image salon in Murfreesboro. So definitely uh, reach out to us if you need anything, even if you just need someone to talk you through, uh, you know, your your next appointment or, or a style that you're wanting. Um, definitely know that uh, our salon is very informational. We want to make sure that you know exactly what you're getting into and what the process is. Awesome.
Thank you. So for those of you listening and who have been following Purple Butterfly Squad for a while now, Keondra is no stranger to us. Um, she is <laughs> right. featured on our YouTube channel. She did a Q&A there, so you can go check out her, her interview or her Q&A session on, that cha- on the YouTube channel. And it is um, www.youtube.com and then backslash C backslash Kayla Hightower. And you can find her or you can just Google, I mean, put in a search engine Kayla Hightower and you will see her um, on there. She is a wealth of knowledge of all things. And she definitely makes sure you are educated, if not overeducated, concerning hair. Um, regardless of whatever style you are getting, which is why I love her because she she is very versatile. Um, she is not a as the old people say one trick pony. So um, <laughs> thank you so much, Keandra, for taking this time to to talk to us, and I look forward to talking to you again in the future. If not, following up with one of your clients to kind of get their perspective of experience in your salon. So. Um, I probably am, I think I'm going to do that. So look for that yes. email to come through to see if there's somebody that we can bring on to give their perspective um, of what goes on in the salon. So thank you again. And thank make you. Sure I appreciate you. So that you can hear your own interview back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's been fabulous. And you have a great, great, great day, okay? You too. Thank you so much, Kayla. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.